Come here, he said. Come on, come back to bed. But she was already up, pulling on her jeans, sticking feet into boots, looking around for her keys. I need to see it. In the dark, I want to see what it's like. He stared at her, pushing hair and sleep from his eyes. But you'll see it tomorrow. I want to do it now. What, in the bloody middle of the night? It'll be light in an hour. He gazed at her, his face unreadable, a man used to absorbing the blows. He threw back the covers. All right, at least let me come with you. She lowered her eyes. Please, I don't want you to. Don't make me explain it. I just want to go there on my own. Now she shivers, fingers closing around the car keys in her pocket. She knows it's empty. Empty for at least a year, he said, maybe more. More than a year? She lets go of the gate and stands for a moment, breathing in the earthy dawn smell of light and damp and things warming up. She thinks she hears an owl. She had meant to go right up to it, look through the windows, see if she could get an idea of the inside. That's what she told him. And she knows she could do it if she wanted to. But she doesn't. She doesn't even try. Instead, she stands there motionless for perhaps thirty or forty more seconds, and then, as if someone had walked up and shoved her out of the way, she turns and hurries back to the car. She hopes he'll be asleep when she gets back, but no. Eyes open, iPod in one ear, curtains half-drawn to let the light in, the open suitcases still spread on the floor, a sweater, her unzipped, kicked-off boots. He turns his head. Well, that was quick. You're supposed to be asleep, she says. He smiles and puts an arm out from under the duvet, reaching for her. She stands there looking at it, the hand. Well, he says. Well, what? She sits down on the edge of the bed, a little more heavily than she meant to, feels him shifting his legs. She lets him hold her hand, warming her. You found it? She nods. And? Tell me. She hesitates. It's nice. Nice? All I did was stand in the lane. I heard an owl. I think it was an owl. And then I came back. She feels him thinking about this. His eyes on her. His hand moving to her bare knee. You're freezing. She says nothing. He takes hold of her hand again. All right, but... What do you think? Is it what you imagined? Do you like it? I don't know what I imagined, she says. But, yes. Yes what? I like it, I do. He sits up, encouraged, grabbing another pillow to push under his head. It needs a few repairs, I know that. The roof and so on. And I'm sure there's a bit of damp. But the basic structure is fine. Did you go around the back? Did you see any of the garden? She shakes her head. You'll be amazed. It's enormous. Seriously, I think there was once an orchard. Goes on forever. She looks at her hand lying there in his. That's nice, she says. He smiles. Just imagine. You'll be able to garden again. She sighs. Feels him squeeze her hand. A moment of silence. Both of them thinking the same thing. So you 
Can see us living there then? He asks, his voice suddenly shaky. She swallows, remembering the gate that would not budge, the heavy darkness of the glass-eyed windows, sucking up the light. She tells him that she can. The night he came, a storm, just like him, it seemed to come from nowhere, a freezing wind. We woke before dawn to the crack of thunder, greasy light, rain coming down, the dog pestering at the door. My father was already up to do the cows, my mother feeding the baby dark-eyed and vacant and fidgety from no sleep. I think he told her to get back to bed, but she wouldn't. Just kept her eyes on him while he made a cigarette. They'd been angry with each other for a long time, and not just because of Isaac Roper.